we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Rabbit podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew. <laughs> What's gig- making you giggle Your today? Your face. You, I don't know. You, you're taking variations on the uh, intro lately, and I appreciate it. It keeps me on my toes, but your face, the face you just made was quite funny. I just, I don't think I made a face. No, was, you, your face is funny. I was you have a funny face. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm <laughs> offended. Don't be offended. It's still a handsome face. It can be a funny face and a handsome face. <laughs> no, I'm obviously saying this to make you do that. Now you're freaking out. See, this is no, good you're fodder. Not. No, you, this is great fodder no, for our viewers. You, you are completely honest on this podcast. No, <laughs> you just let things go. And now, and now I know I've got a funny face. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in a funny mood. How about that? And that's why I made the funny face comment. Maybe. No. Yes, it's early. <laughs> I've been, I've been getting the runaround from doctors and health insurance companies up the wazoo. So I'm, uh, I'm about to snap at any moment. That's where the, all that's coming from. All right, <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> I'm done with you already. This podcast is over. It's canceled. <laughs> uh, I mean, speaking of which, like we really actually don't have that much. We don't to talk have about. that much to talk about. We don't talk about much today. Okay. No, no. Don't steal my jokes. No, okay, now this is really over. Okay, you, no, no one's. It's not your joke. It's Lin Manuel Miranda's joke. Let's just be clear. Um, but yeah, y'all, we don't have a lot to talk about today. If y'all watch this week, first of all, there was no OC, and we didn't get any warning. Usually they're really good about saying, you know, we'll see you in two weeks, but they haven't been doing that lately. So we didn't get OC this week and Salt Lake and Summer House and Jersey were fine, but they were filler episodes, I would say. Yeah, everything was just kind of, I mean, and I hate to say even Salt Lake was a filler episode because that finale, it was the finale and we got nothing. Nothing. Remember a couple weeks ago, there was there was a talk on, I think, Reddit that, oh, something's revealed uh, on the finale that shakes the entire group to its no, core. No, they were saying and- it was going to be shown on Zion in the Zion trip. Oh, nothing really got revealed in Zion that like shook us to our core, I feel like. I think the only thing is the hot mic moment. I think that's what they were talking oh, about. Oh, understood. So it was revealed that Meredith is a whore. Uh, and she's fucked everyone in New York. Okay, well, that's... All right, fine. But yeah, Salt Lake uh, being the finale really wasn't much of one. I'm just excited that it's over because then we're... You know, sorry, next week we get into the three-part... The, God bless, three-part reunion... Um, but yeah, Summer House was just more about Amanda and Kyle and Jersey. Uh, there was a little bit about Dolores. There was a little bit more about uh, Louie and Teresa. But again, nothing, no breaking news this week that I wanted to like sink my teeth into. Well, we'll still I, discuss, but not a lot going on. It was it was a light week, that's for sure. So let's start with the snooze fest of finale with Salt Lake City because I I was unimpressed. I was really waiting for something to happen. And like, I guess the Jenny thing happened, but like, but as Jen said, so well, um, I've been there, done that. that. I did it better. And it was way better when I did it. And it was Jen's glass throwing better than Jenny's. 
you know, I, I love uh, what Lisa did with the party, the 90s theme, or was it 80s? It was 90s. It was 80s, 90s is what she oh, called it. Oh, it was. Okay. It was, so it was late it 80s, was, early 90s. So fashion, right? The era of opulence, ultimate luxury, because they were doing the crystal crusted, I don't think that's what it's really called, <laughs> the crystal crusted Vita bottle. <laughs> that's what, is it, what would you say crystal endorned adorned embellished endorned and jeez guy but wait i'm sorry i have to wait no don't say it no i have to i have to i have to you can cut this out if you want but you guys so as we know edward has a hard time um saying words and phrases correctly it's my funny face it's your funny face so basically um i've been having troubles with my knee i'm not gonna bore you with the details but we already have um, been bored with the details i wanted Eddie to kind of take a look uh at them last night just be like do you see a difference because i'm a medical professional because you're a medical professional you got an A in physiology in high school. No, actually, so, I got a B in anatomy and physiology. <laughs> but <laughs> you selling yourself short here. Anyway, it was a college level course, though. Okay, AP Physi. Well, they didn't call it AP. AP Physi. Oh, that's AP a great Fizzy. like you know like. I don't know. If I was like a musical artist, AP Fizzy would be like, you know, I'm the songwriter here. Okay. I made a song about anyway. Two, two, oh my God. Two. We are getting derailed. But basically I was asking Annie to take a look at my legs and he was like, yeah, your, your left leg looks at, uh, atrophied. I said it was atrophied. And I was like, what? And he goes, oh, is, that, is it atrophied? <laughs> atrophied is the word, my love. Um, so, yeah, it was really funny. I hope you enjoyed the little tidbit. But anyway, I would say it was embellished, crystal embellished. Crystal crusted. Uh, crystal crusted <laughs> is trash. better for the alliteration, but uh, uh, embellishment with crystals or an embellishment with, like, sequins is basically what you would say. But anyway, I appreciated Lisa giving it her all at the Vita party. Aesthetically speaking, I was into it. I loved everyone dressing up but not being costumey. But yeah, um, nothing was really, no real revelations. I appreciate Whitney trying to make up with Mary. But again, Whitney, stop having alcohol and then trying to have conversations with the women. It doesn't work out for you. Well, Mary brought that up too. And Mary was like, when can I talk to a sober Whitney? Like, Which I'm is totally to fair. I don't like Mary very yeah. much, but that's a very fair no, question it's, to ask. No, it's 100% fair because at the end of the day, I think Whitney's heart's in the right place. And I think Mary saw that. But at the end of the day, it's like you're too drunk to get a single word out coherently and we're talking in circles. And then I, I wanted them to be able to finish the conversation, which they never really did because of Jenny, because Jenny had to pop in and do her whole spiel of like, okay, I'm on my last leg. Am I going to be asked back for season two? Hell no, you're not. But well, yeah, she, she did, is. She starts. I'm so it. glad you said that because it definitely felt like she was like, okay, I need to make a splash at this party if I'm gonna get asked back next season. Like throwing the glass, and I mean, maybe she had a lot more to drink than we were aware of because it seemed a little. It really seemed off kilter. But I also love when Jenny apologized. Lisa, Lisa, it was like, oh, don't apologize to me as long as you don't break the crystal or you don't break that. You're fine. Do whatever you want. Like she did not care. She was like, don't do the signs. Don't do the tequila bottle. Everything else is fair game yes and then so again this uh, this also can be kind of like where we are with all all of the ladies because where i am with meredith is i she she really drove me nuts this season um i understood why she was like i'm gonna keep my distance from jen because of the crap that she said about me and my husband when we were going through tough times. And yes, there was stuff, I guess, that happened between her and Brooks. But at this point, I also understood why Jen was like, what do I have to say? What do I have to do to get you to be peaceful with me? And like, let's get over this. And Meredith didn't really have a good answer for her. No, and I think that's the problem is like Meredith is just holding this grudge for the show. She wants to really dig into the grudge. And 
I mean, she, she at the end kind of is like, you know, I, I don't mind about talking about all the stuff I did. Seth and I dated other people when we were separated, but I can talk about, I have stuff on all these ladies about their extramarital affairs. Then stay and talk about it. Quit, quote unquote, disengaging. Because I'm sorry, if you're going to be on a reality TV show, like I, I'll forgive a lot of things. I won't forgive not participating. That's why Mary is, I'm done with Mary as well. Like you need, if you're going to sign up, you got to participate. You got to get in, you know, no, in the arena here. That, I mean, that, I mean, at the end of the day, Meredith was engaging with LGBTQIA rights. Oh my god, that photo I want to know. I need to know your thoughts. Okay, I know, I know, we liked the suits, but we—that's sort of what I was gonna say first. Is I, I have to say, I really like the suits. They're like, not Meredith Marks, though. No, they're not. <laughs> and I, I, I would totally, especially what was it—the green, the greens and the blues were really the one yeah. that Seth was wearing was great, and then I one loved of the other models it, yeah. wore wore, the, wore this like olive one or yes. something, this like lighter green. I really liked the suits, but. I and I actually and I th- the shoot I'm sure the photos came out great, but I just wasn't sure. I was confused as to like whose clothes they were because I didn't know if they were Meredith's and w- like how did she get involved with Glad and is it because of her connection with Brooks? But then she's been so her connection with Brooks. Brooks is her son, right? Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, as we know, Brooks like as long in the photo they don't have to be siblings. They don't have to oh, be father Lord, and son. That was they can, weird. It was very weird, but. You know, she's been so adamant about not labeling Brooks and about not putting him in a box and not discussing his sexuality. But now we are because we're bringing him. It just seemed a little like, well, now that it's going to advantage me. Yes. Let's bring Glad into the mix. I'm it glad just seemed that a little you, gross. You said that first because I immediately was like, it seems very performative and opportunistic of Meredith to be jumping on this bandwagon. I mean, again, if, if Brooks was the one that was like, I want to do this, mom, help me out. And Brooks was like, this 100%. is my, this is my coming out. This is my statement. 110%, even though I'm not a fan of Brooks's personality, like good for him. That's wonderful. Like go for it. But it didn't seem like Brooks was just a model here. It didn't seem like he was yeah, the leader and, of the ship. And I mean, they try, they almost tried to do a moment with him where he was like, I just think it's so inspirational. All these people coming out and doing this photo shoot and like being able to be there, all these incredible human beings being themselves. But it just, my thing is, is Meredith, picks and chooses when she wants to like support these things. And it's only when it works for her. It just, it feels, it feels feels dirty. It feels so dirty and slimy. And I hate to say it. Like I, I love that, you know, obviously the proceeds from these shirts, a portion of them, I'm sure went to glad charity X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, She's using it to promote her own brand. It feels. It felt a little performative. It's. It's all performative yeah. at the end of the day. And and my thing is, if Mer- like I don't know what her history is with charity and all this stuff, I would be. I would feel better if she was like, I'm gonna do a donation to Glad and be like in Jen's name. Like if that was like a shady thing, you know, she did. I would have enjoyed that more than her being like. I'm selling in Meredith Marks shirts that say I'm engaging with LGBTQIA rights. Like it's just so, it just feels so slimy. And as much as I love the support, you know, rock on (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day, I, I, it's just, it's, I just, I'm sorry. It's just, and again, when Meredith, like when, when someone like Meredith doesn't give us her whole story and she doesn't engage and when she doesn't, you know, have it out with the women and have it out with her kids. And when she, like, when we don't see her full story, this is why we speculate. And this is why we have, have questions and we go, mm, 
I don't know about that because she's a little bit of an enigma. And I think that's what she wants to be. But again, on a show like this, you can't be that way. And, and here, honestly, going back to her and Jen, I think that she doesn't want to just go out and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I believe, I know we're innocent until proven guilty in this country, but I believe what, what I believe these charges against you are real. I believe that you are guilty and I don't want to be associated with you. And I know Meredith just doesn't want to be brave and say that out loud, which again would be better in my opinion. Like, you know, you can agree or disagree with her, but like, I would just, I'd prefer her to be more honest than just like, Oh, well I'm holding on to these things that happened a while ago and I just haven't found like peace within myself. And I'm still very hurt. It's like, I don't really buy that. No, I I don't don't buy it it at all. Um, uh, I love Heather. Again, Heather is just sort of trying to facilitate all of this, trying to, you know, chime in when she can. She's still my favorite girl. I hope Dre is more yeah. of a feature next season. I, I really enjoyed also the moment that Heather had at the uh, cemetery with her father's grave really and how sweet. she set up that whole experience for the family that didn't probably get to celebrate with the rest of the family. Because as we know, Mormonism is so strong on in her family. It is such a staple of who they are and who they are in the community. If you're not with us, you're against us. Exactly. So she doesn't even know if they had a funeral or a service for her father that she just wasn't invited to, but she started her own service with kind of all the outcasts of the family, all the ex exmos. Is that what they're called? I don't know. I'm just going to call them that. Um, exmos. <laughs> and you know, her mom showed up, but didn't come to see her. Or I'm say sorry, her. but that is so unbelievably horrible and so shady completely unfair your daughter like she's your daughter and your grandchildren that was what bothered me the most like you have three beautiful granddaughters that you're not you know well i i don't i don't think she's not connecting with the grandchildren i think she's just removing herself from situations especially on camera that are that would link her with well they still got you girl I mean, they're still blurred out, but they still got you on camera. But at the end of the day, like, I I don't think she's I don't think she's completely disengaged from the family. I don't think that's what's happening because it seems like there is some sort of a relationship there still. But but I was like Heather being like, really, like, come if you're going to show up, up, show show up. Because then she turned to Dre and she was like, it is more of you being like, I'm not going to be there kind of thing. Yeah. But I I love Heather. Um, I'm her bravery is uh, consistently just makes me feel, you know great she just is such a strong woman such a strong mother um i'm really glad that she's moving forward in her life as a spiritual woman who's not gonna let this institution you know break her break her and it's also nice to see the support of her family and her brothers because i think they're kind of going through the same thing and her niece and you know and her partner um you know going through it as well she's kind of become a light i think for a lot of people in this community who are you know, maybe not so sure of their faith and not sure if they want to continue with this. And we watched her Mormon story and we invite you to go watch that. If you have not yet on it's Spotify, a, go for it. It's on Spotify. There's a YouTube version There's of three it parts. There, it's long, but it's, 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 it's worth every hours minute. long. Yeah. I, you know, one of my best memories, just sitting, eating my in and out, listening to Heather and Dre talk about got us through their the, experience. The, got us through like stage two of the pandemic. Truly stage two of 27. And <laughs> <laughs> we're still here kicking it, but no, it, it, you know, it's always good to see Heather do her thing. I Do I think she kind of removes herself from the situation a little bit? Yes. Do I wish she would participate a little bit more? Yes. I do think her and Whitney kind of go into their own. I'm going to call it their tornado. What is it? The bad weather. But Whitney and Heather, bad weather. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they like to silo themselves a little bit from the group and kind of have their own escape. 
So maybe next season, maybe taking a little bit more of a forefront, getting more into the issue because I feel like Heather will drop a bomb and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm walking away. Right. I think they were such big focal points of season one that they wanted to drop back a little bit. And I also think that they're on good terms. They, out of anyone, are on good terms with all of the women, with Lisa, with Jen, with Meredith, with Mary. Like, they're, I mean, they're the we'll ones. We'll see at the reunion. Uh, yeah, looks- we'll see because it looks like, you know, the guns are coming out. But I think that they wanted to maintain that place in the group for the time being. I'm glad that Jenny's gone. She didn't really bring anything to the show for me. And, Do- you know. Dewey can literally rot in yeah. Rot in hell, I- Dewey. Dewey's gross. And, uh, you know, the only redeeming thing about them are their kids. And their kids don't need to be on TV. And then with Mary, you know, there's been talk about how if we could just keep Mary in her house and just film her from inside there, I actually might enjoy that a lot. Just keep her away from the outside world. But between that, between her behavior against all the other women and between, um, like, all that stuff going on in, at her church, I we don't need her either. Well, I think and we, she doesn't want to be there at all. I mean, she came to the party, had that moment with Jenny, and she was like, well, I'm peacing out. And that's the last we saw of Mary and the last we will see of Mary because she's not showing up to the reunion. No. And that's a bummer, too, because I really wanted her to, like answer some questions and face some things at the reunion. But from what the previews showed us, I think we're going to get plenty uh, to deal with over three parts. Oh, for sure. Um, I want to talk about Winnie really quick. And I want to talk about love art. Oh my God. How did you feel about the scene of Whitney just being in full lingerie waiting for her husband to come home and being like, oh, here we go. Listen, I think I love them together. I think that they really work on, they really work at their marriage. I, I really like a lot. And I, I admire it. Uh, th- however, <laughs> that was not for me. None of that was for me. I did not enjoy that. I I, I loved it. it. Was so, of course you did. It was just, it was too much for me. I, I was like, we're good on it this. It had me giggling to the nth degree. I was like, this is so funny. Whitney just being herself and just being this like, overly sexual playboy bunny version of who she is kills me. The fact that her husband is willing to get down into his skivvies and hump her and roll around with her on a tarp to make this love art. I've seen, I've seen the Instagram ads for it. I don't know why I'm getting them. I'm alone. I don't know (laughs) if they want me to just roll around on the tarp myself, but I've seen it before and it's just so funny to see it in person. She's like, yes, I'm going to buy this for us and we are going to do this on camera in front of the world to see. It kills me. I just, I enjoyed it thoroughly because that's the kind of kookiness I need from a housewife. Absolutely. And Whitney brings it no, for Whitney, me every time. Despite the fact that she needs to, you know, cut back on the drinking when dealing with confrontational moments on the show, she's, she and Heather are still my top two. I think they really hold the show together. Um, I am excited for Jen and Meredith and Lisa to return because of what they bring to the show. Although I have my issues with each of them. Uh, And I'm excited to see what new ladies come next season. But before we get to that, the reunion is going to be wonderful. Yeah, Jen's going to have to answer or not answer some tough questions. So she has no idea what her charges are. She's, she's running around. And it looks like all of the women are, at odds at some point. Like it looked like all of them were having no, arguments. It looks like everyone is against Lisa. I mean, I hate to say it. It looks like, yeah, there might be some little fights, but it's everyone against Meredith and then everyone against Lisa. But again, I well, cause here's the thing is that I've always held, you know, even though my heart has softened for Lisa, I've always held that like, I'm waiting to the reunion because she such a flip flop. There for Lisa are Barlow. Thi- because, because, she was such a monster season one and she is still like, again, the beginning of the season was not great with the whole Angie Whitney, (laughs) truly a beast. And so 
although I understood that like I wanted to, you know, give her some compassion because she was getting railroaded by Jen and Meredith. I wouldn't be surprised if there was all this other stuff going on behind the scenes that we weren't aware of because Lisa is a snaky snake. So we'll see. I'm again, the reunion will tell all, I think. I think it will, but I, I don't think Lisa's going to walk off fully. I think we're going to be fine, but yeah. Oh no. I think you, you, you mentioned that, um, you thought it was like a walk off, but then she comes back. She and, comes back. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's, I don't think back. that's a final part three part where she like leaves and that's the end of the reunion. No, she's she's in it to win it. I love my Lisa Barlow. I don't can't believe you called her a monster. I think she's the most. I think she's the most authentically herself on the show out of anyone. But see, and I I might not disagree with that, but that doesn't mean that like she's not you know, trash. Like Ramona Singer is the most authentically herself. It doesn't mean that she's not a conniving racist. You, can, you cannot like compare Lisa Barlow and Ramona Singer. Lisa Barlow all. is a little Ramona Singer season one and two. Lisa Barlow is New a York. strong ass businesswoman who knows what she wants, loves her family, loves her business, loves her husband. You literally just described Ramona season one and two of New York. Ramona, go back to the tapes. That's exactly how Ramona would describe herself. Lisa has a better heart than Ramona Singer. I, again, I, I, I say that that is a possibility, but the jury for me is still out. Okay. 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 Whatever. Excited for parts one, two, and three of the reunion. As am I. Okay. Let's move to Summer House. I mean, the, the thing to really talk about here is Amanda and Kyle. I just feel like we're beating a dead horse at this point. The evidence piling up that they should not be getting married and that they maybe should be breaking up is just so overwhelming to me. I completely understand why Amanda is in this completely defeated place of like, I don't want to deal with you unless you're going to stop drinking and start paying attention to me. But I also get like how that's not going to work with someone like Kyle. Like if you're going to, if you're going to really keep bragging on him, he's a child. He's just going to keep pushing away they have a really toxic dynamic right now that's just not working for either of them. So here's my issue with this whole situation of Kyle and Amanda is I think it's the classic reality show relationship where you have been together for so long, your relationship, I mean, not only reality show, I think this is a celebrity or being in the spotlight fame situation where you're together your entire relationship is publicized. People are rooting for you and you feel that you have a responsibility to not only your family, but to your fans, to your brand, exactly your brand, your business now. Yeah. To make sure that you are together. They've started a business together, which is, was fine if they were going to be in love and they were going to be supportive of each other. But I think their relationship was rooted and started in such a, a murky place. I mean, if you go back to the original, if you go back to the tapes, if you go back to the old seasons, and I am a summer house historian, I was gung ho from the beginning, and y'all know that. You can see that Kyle was never serious about Amanda until she kind of made him serious, and not in a not in a way of like, oh, I love this girl so much, and I'm ready to just drop everything for her. She kind of like blasted him on TV and made him look bad. She wasn't a main character. She was a side piece that he was hooking up with that kept coming around that he was like, okay, I'll keep hooking up with you until she was like, you need to, she gave him an ultimatum. He took the ultimatum and then still broke that multiple times as the relationship progressed. But 
then they were on the show together. She was a main cast member. They had started Loverboy together. And, and the world came to love her because she's actually a really great girl. And so he was like, I need to be with this woman. And I, I honestly, I agree with him when he said, I think the only thing we have in common right now is the business. They are in two completely different worlds. I think Kyle will be a Peter Pan forever. He's never going to grow up. No, He's their values are different. Boy. What they want in life is different. Uh, it's really, it's heartbreaking to see. Well, and, and, and this is, I do I, think they love each is, other. I, I, sure. But I do think it's a little bit of a cliche of when, like you said, when you're in something for so long, even when you've reached a point where you can both acknowledge that it's toxic and it's not good for you. And it's, um, it's probably better if you guys separate, it's so comfortable and it's what you're used to. And the idea of dismantling that the uncomfortability of having to go get to the next spot, which is maybe uncoupling is not a good place. Like that fear is so powerful that you're like, Oh, forget it. I'm just going to stay where I'm going to, the devil I know is better than 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 the devil. I don't. And that's where I think they are. And I'm just, the fact that we know that they're married and that they have to watch this all play back. Like, unless there's some huge revelation that they have coming up that we haven't seen yet, I just don't see how they can... I feel like it, it's like it's giving me James Raquel vibes where, like, it's coming... It's like, we're going to go to the reunion. They're going to go, okay, well, we're about to tell everyone that we decided to get divorced and or we got an annulment because we only been married for this long and we can get it annulled at this point because we have ir- irreconcilable differences. I just think, I mean, I'm like Paige in next episode, you know, the preview, you have Paige crying, telling Amanda, like, I just want you to be happy. And I don't think you're happy. Like, I've, I don't think that they are. And I mean, if the style on his eye is not a huge physical manifestation of why, why they shouldn't be together, I don't know what is. I mean, Danielle, I feel, you know, but Danielle, since then I brought her up. I was like her being like, oh God, this is horrible. Like, I really don't know what to say when Kyle says like, we have nothing in common but the business. But then she's a little bit of a shitster. Like I thought she'd be more loyal to Amanda, but she kind of is hopping back and forth between well, both camps so, and, and feeding information. So no. So I, she is, she is messy a little bit by talking to everyone, but at the same time, her loyalties with her best friends, which are Carl and Lindsay. She's just an outlier player That's, in this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're and right. I'm honestly proud of Danielle for jumping more into the scene and kind of getting back in there because I think she's played a side player for so long that it's nice to see her kind of be this main character in the house, especially because one week Carl's gone, one week Lindsay's gone, and she's kind of by herself because Robert obviously is, I mean, he quit his job there. Which, by the way, he is now working. So you know how there's – I've never been, but there's the the something lo- – Surf Lodge in the Hamptons. In Montauk, yes. I know it which well. Which is – I know you do. <laughs> you Hamptons boy. And they that's where they always go. There's a snow lodge now in Aspen, and he's working as a chef at the snow lodge. So they all went up to Aspen to go celebrate his birthday last week together, which I thought was really Well, cute. also, that's where they should do the next season of Winter House. Well, then. they're starting – no, they're going back to Vermont. They actually started – they start filming Winter House this Friday. And the cast is basically – Lindsay no it's not Lindsay Lindsay and Carl are going to make appearances I heard but it's Amanda Kyle Jason is back okay Craig Paige Austin Sierra and then I think a couple other people are going to be no Andrea (gasps) well you have to look at it from the perspective of Andrea is going to have his heart broken no I know I know I know but at the same time I hate to say it I think something's going to happen with Andrea where when she is with Craig, I think he's going to do something that's going to be like, 
Maybe he's not the person I want. I mean, I hope so because I'm still, especially now that we know that Craig is like keeping tabs on Paige, even though she's, you know, she's kept it in her pants. Like she's made out with Andrea, but they haven't slept together. I don't know that. We We do. She slept with them two episodes ago. No, they just made out. They literally made it. She made it a point to it saying like, I'm kissing boys. You're screwing blondes. Like there's a difference. And yet Craig is the one keeping tabs on me. Like that's bullshit. So, uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. I think Craig is just a really good manipulator and he's played this game for a long time and Paige fell for him too hard, too fast. And once you've done that, like you can't go back. And this is coming from someone who has no real history of Southern charm. So I apologize for Matthew calling Craig a manipulator because I, I I don't think he's someone who's been manipulated as much as Craig has is going to start manipulating himself. Like it's just, it's classic. You start doing, you know, you treat people the way that you're treated, you know? Hurt people, hurt people. Oh, no, I mean, truly. So, anyway, I, I'm, I'm very nervous to see how this continues with Amanda and Kyle. There needs to be some sort of reckoning, or I don't know how we get to a wedding a month from now. Also, sending out your invitations a month before, like, I cannot even believe that. Like, you got to give people a little more time. I'm sure there was a save the date. Uh, okay. But, like, still. I don't know. Invitation at least two to three months out. But also you have to think like, I think their wedding is going to be so small because it is on camera. Like that's the thing is like they have to have. They're inviting 250 people. They said still it's on camera. Uh, uh, oh, so Bravo's paying for, I'm sure helping pay for some of this. Let's be real. I'm sure they helped. Anyway, I'm, I'm nervous to see how this goes, uh, but we'll have to just stay tuned. I was, and I miss Lindsay. That's all. I'll, the only thing I wanted to say is I miss Lindsay. She looked great in that black dress for the wedding. Uh, that she was going to in DC, but um, I, I I feel bad for Ciara because I think she's really falling for Carl, and that's not going to end well as we know. I um, loved the little like the sexy party that they had. I mean, Andrea looked so good in the harness. Uh, damn, <laughs> <laughs> he looked so so good. Um, and I love that Carl broke the stripper pole. That was cute. Who hasn't broken a stripper pole in their day? Ha- have you? I mean, yeah, if they're, like, standing up and they're, like... Oh, no, like, no, 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 you're just, you know, uh, swinging from a pole, singing out tonight from Rent. That's okay, I should have your... never showed you that video. <laughs> and, by the way, it was not a pole for everyone listening. It was the railing on the stairs at my house. Okay, okay. So, so you were in a safe and closed environment. I was in a safe environment after a night out, <laughs> and I was doing my best Mimi from Rent. Uh, yeah, you see, yeah, you had to come home from being out tonight and, and yet wanted to be out tonight again. Yeah. The bar shouldn't close at 2 a.m. They should be open all night. Lord have mercy. So let's, uh, close out, shall we? With, uh, New Jersey. So Jersey is an interesting beast because it seems like Jackie and Jen are on the mend, but then we have Dolores who is claiming that she's hurt from, I mean, she is hurt from the David situation, and I feel bad for her, but she's using this as a way to be messy as hell and basically drive the wedge back in between Jen and Jackie. Because as remember, last episode, Jackie said, well, maybe your husband should have put a dick in another woman. I, I'm paraphrasing here, but you get what I'm trying to say. And... Jen's like, why would she say that? That's the rudest thing anyone could ever say and like about the, someone. And here's the thing. Dolores Dolores knows that that was not exactly what Jackie was saying. Like, what Jackie was saying, because someone had said, oh, I feel so bad for Bill. And Jackie goes, no, I do not feel bad for Bill. I only feel bad for Jen. Bill does not get my sympathy. And then she said, 
if you stick your dick in someone, like, that's what you get. Like, he made his bed, basically saying he made his bed and he should be lying in it. And that's sort of what Marge and Jackie are trying to say to Jen without hurting her feelings is, you know, when Marge and uh, Jennifer reconcile, uh, Jackie and Margaret, both in their own way, are trying to tell Jen, like, you should not feel bad. You did nothing wrong. Like, this is not on you. This is on Bill. This is Bill's problem. And you should not take any responsibility for this. And, like, that narrative needs to be, like, wiped away because, like, so many women blame themselves when their husbands cheat on them. And I'm sorry, it's the husband's problem. They took vows to be, like, honorable and faithful and loyal till the day you fucking die, and he wasn't. So it's Bill's problem. And, I, I, yeah, I really don't like that all everyone feels bad for Bill and is trying to console him. And, like, uh, no, enough. He should be the one, you know, I don't know. He should be the one that, you know, should be getting in trouble here, not Jen. No, and it, and at the end of the day, he's kind of getting away scot-free because it's all about Jen and she's – but at the same time, Jen is trying to keep it so hidden and so so under the wraps. And she's like – the fact – I'm sorry. It just keeps going to the fact that they only talked about this one time and then have never spoken about it again. But here's the thing is that, like, I – Bill clearly runs that relationship and that household, and I could see a world where he was like – we're dealing with this now and then we're never speaking about it again. As much as she may have wanted to flesh it out, he probably was like, no, we're not doing this. And then she also, you know, I think she was gaslit into this situation completely being like, fine, we're just going to push through and just muddle through. But again, I say this all the time, things that are kept in the dark always come to the light and you now have to deal with it. And whether, and I get Margaret shouldn't have been so cavalier and brought it all up. I understand why she did it though. Cause Jen was, you know, professing one thing and living another life. So if I were Margaret, I probably would have done the same thing out of being so frustrated, but it was always going to come out whether Margaret said something or not. At the end of the day, you're on reality TV. And I I do, I do commend Jen for saying like, it was a pharmaceutical rep, get your facts straight because she could have been like, no, no, that never happened, but it did. It did. And she brought it up and she, you know, she is taking it responsibility on reality TV for, keeping it under the rug but yeah i'm with jackie it's he he laid his bed physically like literally laid in his bed and now he has to make in it no that's i said all backwards he, he, he made, made his, his bed, bed and, and now it's a lie in it yeah well he made his bed light in it and now has to make it and lie in it again <laughs> he, there's a lot of beds a he lot of put the pillows <laughs> put the fitted sheet on and get tucked in and just snuggle up <laughs> like i said before if you can't eat the meal don't cook the meat okay that that phrase of yours has changed like 50,000 times. You got to write it down. You got to start writing your stuff down. Say it, forget it, write it, regret okay. it. I know, okay. I know. Say that one. Yes, yeah, that one is correct. Well, that no one can forget Dorinda. Um, so yeah, Dolores, I I, I feel I, for her. I do. I but I do think Dolores needs to cool it and understand that like Jackie did not mean to come after Jen at that moment. She was coming after Bill and there's a difference and using that as ammunition is not going to get anywhere, anywhere good. And, you know, I also think that she's, you know, I don't know. I think she's also just frustrated with, you know, the dynamic going on between her family. I love that sit down though, that they had, because they're all going to be coming together under one roof again, except for Dolores. She's staying in the townhouse as she should. But I think that she's again, her life is shifting again and Dolores' life has shifted a lot the last, you know, couple years. And I think that when she feels discombobulated, she lashes out. Still love her, but, like, knock it off. Before we get into Louie, I want to say, I would be so mad if I went to the water faucet 
tried to get a glass of water and it was Tito's. Thank I would you. be furious. Also, like, I'm sorry, but like, that's they they've broken that thing, that water cooler. Like, no, it's not broken. You said that when we were watching because it because the alcohol, like, the al- alcohol is not is not made to go through that mechanism, like through the filter of like the machine. It's not like it just goes through a spigot it's, into the. You know, yeah, it's like a liquid. It's not gonna. It's not like purifying it or anything but imagine like out all you know all of the like the grits and grime that like build up in that mechanism they're all gonna get pulled out and pulled into that i'm sorry but they've probably ruined that entire thing i'm sorry i think it would be fun they can buy another one but if it was if it was like a party in a situation and i was buying it specifically for that i would do that but like i wouldn't do it secretly sure okay whatever i mean you're like it's broken i like you could put kool-aid in that thing and it would work no, it's made for water. It's not made for all this other stuff. You're a water cooler purist over here. <laughs> you, someone doesn't know how to have fun. Whatever. I Throw just some think it's ridiculous. I just thought the whole thing was ridiculous. Like, whatever. Just buy a spigot. Buy, I don't know, buy something that was made for that. What a waste of money. You know what? They've got it. The, the Gorgas are rolling in the dough. Uh, what can I say? They want to make their, their shore house fun. It's the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Okay, let's get into Louis. So everyone's talking about Louis because he's coming for the weekend, we and they're don't like, talk about Louis. "No, but they talk no. about Louis." The they only do. one that doesn't talk about Louis is Teresa. So she's coming late to the party, anyways, because right? Adriana had the dance competition. In, yes. in Boston, I think. And Louis coming late because he had something else he needed to well, do. Well, traffic well. is is hell on a Friday. Oh, well, who, as we know, but everyone is talking about this tape and. It's funny to me because they're only talking about the tape because they can't bring up that he's under fire for basically sexual harassment, like stalking his ex-wife, being a crazy person. Like there was domestic charges, I believe, brought up against him, but they can't talk about all that on camera. So they're saying it's this weird video that everyone's talking about. But what I'm confused about is, you know, Teresa put the gabosh on that at her party being like, we're not going to bring it up. We're not going to talk about it. Just respect me and yada, yada, yada. How does Louie know that people are still discussing it? You know what I'm saying? Like who's telling Louie that people are still talking about it? So, or is he getting a lot of heat online? And so he's assuming yes. that the group is talking about the, it as well. That's it. And so he's all been his feelings because he's an insecure man. No. So that's what it is. Is okay. that I think he's seen it all online. And I hate this thing where he's like, Teresa's like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. Like this isn't something he chose. Um, you knew a hundred percent who Teresa was when you went after her and don't act like you haven't been photographed holding her hands and doing the whole ship sham shebang. A hundred percent. You were loving this when everyone was loving you and saying how great exactly. you were for Teresa and how, how happy you but made the her. the moment everyone turned on you online because they found out you were a trash human being, you don't want to be in the spotlight anymore. 100%. That's not how it works, honey. No. And he's got her like wrapped in like up in his world, uh, like uh, wrapped around his well, little finger. Well, he loves finger. the juices. How can she not? I mean, ew, gross. But like, the, like she immediately like is ready to throw all this away. Like, the fact that she was like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm packing up my shit. I'm going. And that producer was like, what are you talking about? Like you have to face the fact that people are talking about this. And the more that you don't talk about it, the bigger it gets. And look at where we are now. And she just picks up her shit and leaves. Why are you, why are you still filming? Why are you still filming? It's like, Teresa, you have been on reality TV for so long. You know better than this. I would kind of love for Teresa to, as much as I love Teresa on the show, I would love for her to leave and then come walking back with her tail between her legs because Louie leaves her and she realizes that she needs the show to do her life. 
but that's why she's, she's not gonna, she's not gonna leave no she's not but like you can't i don't know it's she's this is the problem. The her Teresa's picker has never been good. I mean, she had Judice before, and now she's got Louis. I mean, I wish she went for the pool guy. What's his name? Tim. I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember his, his name. name. <laughs> I. But let's be real. He he didn't look like he had much going on besides the but body. But still, he. But he seems like a mellow, chill, nice guy. Teresa likes the drama. She likes being. I think she likes being dominated and controlled. I have to say, you know, I, I, but I, I think there's a way where you can get a man who treats you in, in a respectful way, like takes control in a good way, like, you know, takes the lead, but also respects you and your feelings and also doesn't just doesn't <laughs> participate in weird, bizarre shit and doesn't have a dark, deep, scary, you know, cuckoo cuckoo past. But she'll never learn. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's an, it was another to be continued. It's like, okay, if it's just another to be continued, let's just let the show play out because every episode can't be a to be continued on New Jersey. Like no. it's, it's getting old here. Keep those for like when we have real moments or like we're in the middle it. of a fight and we stop. Exactly. You know, we were in the middle of anything. She left. I have a feeling she's going to come back though. I have a feeling like without Louie and then it's just going to make them talk about him more. Yeah. She, it's, she knows better than this. She needs to do better than this. Ay ay ay. Well, I, I really honestly feel like that was it this that week. That was I mean, it. We went to Bitch Sesh to go see <gasps> we Casey did. and Danielle. We went to Bitch Sesh live at in New Town York Hall City. in New York. It was so funny. Adam Pally, Adam I love Pally, him God so much. Bless him. Dressed like straight out of Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. You gems. have to say it right. Um, to respect on the Uncut Gems it name. It was so funny. And I mean, the star of the show was Danielle's daughter, Sydney. Truly. Uh, she made an appearance, did a little, um, you know, play reading with Casey and Danielle. It was so, so funny. Fantastic. Um, if they had done Boots on the Ground, I may have shared my parents run in with Heather the Dubrow, but it felt like a very anti-Heather Dubrow crowd. Yeah, it so was. So I was not. I, I, <laughs> you literally turned to me after people were, like, talking about Heather Dubrow, and people started booing, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to do my Boots no, on the Ground. No, because there was n- n- nothing I was going to say was going to turn people over to. I the, have to say, though, I really enjoyed that, like, people were rowdy. Not, like, rowdy in like the the bad sense but people were participating without being no hecklers and no and it wasn't a luann cabaret situation because when i went to that mess holy hell i wanted to literally murder every single person in that place oh god no i that well that's why i didn't go it's that that is not my vibe there there were were multiple reasons you didn't go but that was that was one of them yeah that that was yeah no i'm good on that but um, yeah, other than that, I think we mentioned it all this week. I think we did. As always, make sure you subscribe wherever, wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you're on social media, you can find us by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's at H-O-T in beer A-V-O-D. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me at Quasimodo at funnyface.com. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, you're ridiculous. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.